Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. You already know what time it is. It's that official time. Where we take this worldwide. So now it's time to turn it up Surf the radio waves as we begin to burn it up We all up in your area like landscape Definitely bringing you the power slamming pancakes It's the mandate that you tune in It's time to move out so we can move in And recognize that this is no illusion I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion It all started off in the book of Genesis When Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him He touched his hip but he really could have devoured him and from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change lanes. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. When I drop a bomb, my mic's awesome, never lost faith. You in our space, you can all skate, suffer, but never cripple. No bin walls in my cross face. <laughs> From here to Saturday, raving, anticipating. I was frostbit, now I am glacier, mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals, using 
God for my defense in Alabama. We jamming. That's beautiful. Bobby eating me and Priest. We the dangerous alliance. Nah, the Harlem Heat. Tie the do rag before we do battle. You're talking shit. You all what you speak. This too sweet. Till the number is took back. We repping that wolf pack. The foundation shaking. No mistaking. Yeah, we shook that. Trusting God, we trust. Pushing forward. Never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness. Some people mistook that. Stamping out this crook rap. He turning the power on. On the razor's edge. Leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful. The owners in our group, too. It's good to be king. Sold out this war is brutal. We playing them war games. Our army go move, too. You too. I'm in the Raptors with a bat in my hand. And stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme, it's that easy. We tag teaming, sign the brothers, we love it, demand the win, establish it, fit the clash to the champion. <laughs> this is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play. All right. We will get these technical difficulties together. With no problem at all. For some reason, it's not working. But we will make this work. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here on the Pancakes and Power Sam show. Uh, yeah, Chris uh, called in, but I don't know what's going on, so uh, we'll just uh, we'll just continue going with the uh, flow here. Uh, episode 217, we'll make it happen, uh, and we'll make it happen very very awesomely. We will get some uh, we will get some some things rolling here. We will make sure that uh, we will. Uh, we will get it rolling here. Our 217 episodes, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have some fun. Um, we're going to get the show rolling, continue to get the show rolling, uh, this, despite of uh, what's going on here. We will make this work, 217 episodes in, and uh, this has been a pretty fun uh, couple weeks uh, with um, the uh, technical uh, glitches here, but um, thank you, Paul London, last week. That was uh, very, very fun, very, very interesting. Um, and uh, we will uh, be sure to continue to um, provide to you, man, the, the most awesomest, awesomest uh, wrestling extraordinaire. So we will uh, get into Extreme Rules. Again, follow Crave Wrestling at Crave Wrestling. Um, and uh, on Facebook, and go ahead and follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling. And uh, yeah, we will just uh, continue to have a fun time, an exciting time, a time to be sure to uh, that you will be able to have a whole lot of fun, enjoying, and uh, we shall be right back. You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling 
on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. All righty. Yeah, we'll have them back on the show. It's uh, no big deal. Uh, we will go into Extreme Rules and um, talk about that. Um, but yeah, I really appreciate everybody uh, supporting the, um, the 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 Facebook Live. We've been having some really, really, really good chats there. A lot of fun, a lot of excitement um, there on the Facebook Live. Uh, Extreme Rules was great. Uh, after all, in uh, the um, um, the Raw after after uh, the the Raw review was uh was great as well and uh yeah so it was uh it, w- it was great times and uh we'll get into extreme rules and uh we are going to continue to have some fun uh on the pancakes and power slam show episode 217 um we'll see what we can do with uh Kaylin Croft we'll see if we can bring him on but uh, it's, it's it's no no big deal if we can't, but yeah, I did see that he call in, called in. Um, not quite sure exactly what happened uh, with with the answering. Uh, try to bring him on, but the call dropped, so I don't know exactly what's going on. But yeah, we'll make it uh, we'll make it happen. We'll make it work if uh, if he can't call back in within the show. But uh, if not, we'll we'll the show must go on. We must talk extreme rules. This is extreme. What does that word even mean anymore? What does extreme mean in the WWE sphere? <laughs> because and we'll talk about the asylum match. Does that even really mean anything? The asylum match extreme. This is extreme. I remember the old uh, extreme rules before uh before it was uh extreme rules it was uh ECW one night stand and that's something that I really enjoyed I really enjoyed ECW one night stand because I was a big ECW fan but uh instead we get extreme rules which is a very dumbed down version of the ECW one night stand Without further ado, I'm bring on uh, my um, OG, my original co-host. Man, I'm, I'm really excited to talk some wrestling, uh, Ryan. But before that, we'll be right back. All right. So uh, that was uh, Kaylin. That was Kaylin Croft. Give me a call and. Uh, live on the show, and uh, we're going to continue. We're, we're, we're going to get this interview rolling. Uh, he said it's uh, something happened with his phone. He said he needs to buy a new one. Uh, so, without further ado, I'm looking forward to speak to Mr. Chris Kalen Croft Pavone. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great, man. So, uh, so you're 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 from Youngstown. Uh yes, that is correct. Yeah, you live in you live in Florida now, right? Uh yeah, Tampa, Florida. <clears throat> nice. 
So what made you, uh, what happened between Youngstown to, to make you want to move to uh, Tampa? I know that you did some FCW, which is in Florida. Um, so was that was that the decision that made you want to live in Florida, or is it better opportunity because I know you're teaching now? Yeah, um, actually it was, um, I got, yeah, I was with, you know, Ohio Valley Wrestling when the developmental was in Louisville, Kentucky. Yep. And um, so I was with them. I was with WWE then, and then uh, got released. And then when I got back, um, they were based out of Florida. And so when uh, John Laurinaitis rehired me, he said, uh, would you be willing to go down to Florida? I said, oh, heck yeah. I'd love to. <laughs> so that, that brought me down to Tampa. And then when I got um, released in 2010, I just stayed here because I really enjoyed Tampa. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's great. I, I the only the only city I've been in Florida was Miami um, for uh, my honey, honeymoon back in 2010. Um, oh, okay, very so, nice. Yeah. My wife's yeah. from Miami. Nice. Yeah, actually, my honeymoon was in in the Virgin Islands, but I had to stop in in Miami for a layover. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, but it was good, man. It was Virgin Islands. You ever been in Virgin Islands? Uh, I have not. No. Yeah, it's um, it's very interesting. Everything goes by like uh, the, um, oh, what is those things? What are those things called? The uh, safaris. They go by the safaris, and uh-huh. they drive. They drive. They drive on the left side of the street. We're we're so used to the states to drive on the right side, but you know right. they, um, you know, a lot of them. Uh, I think Saint Croix, if I'm not mistaken, we were in Saint Thomas. I think Saint Croix is still. Uh, English owned, and so they go by um, you know the uh, the English uh, driving on the left side of the street. Very I found that very interesting when I went down there. So um, sure, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know you're, you're in Florida. I'm sure it wouldn't be uh, too big of a flight. You know, one day uh, I guess surprise your wife and take her to the Virgin Islands. <laughs> Do you have any kids? I'm sorry. Do you have any children? Uh, n- no, we uh, plan to, but um, not yet. <laughs> uh, okay, how long y'all been married? Uh, we got married in October um, 2015. So, what was that? About seven months, eight months. Oh wow, newlyweds! Yeah, so newlyweds. <laughs> yes. Hey, <laughs> yeah. congratulations! Yeah, man. that's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. So, what's uh, out of seven months? What's the? I mean, guess uh, what was the uh, the biggest advice that you would give to someone who's about to get married? Oh, man, I was just talking about this today. Uh, one of the things that's helped me the most is that, um, yeah, you know, that you're, you're going to have arguments and bicker at each other and all that stuff, and that's perfectly fine, perfectly normal, as I'm sure you could attest to, right? Yeah, I mean, six years. Because, <laughs> yeah, because I always kind of thought, I guess, in my head, like, oh, once you get married, everything's perfect because you're married and you love each other. Well, Shoot, well, yeah, of course you love each other, but uh, you know we're <laughs> we're human, and uh, and we have a great marriage, of course, my wife and I. But um, yeah, every everyone I speak with that has good marriages, and they all say the same thing: like you're gonna want to kill each other sometimes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but yeah, because I used to think like, oh, you know, if we got in a fight, like you know that was it was that was so, such a you know awful thing, which you know yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah. 
Man, I've learned so much, man. I've learned so much in, in nearly six years of marriage that uh, really has uh, grown me, you know, more, more than, uh, yeah. you, know, uh, you know what I mean? And it's, it, I, sure. Yeah, and I, and I think that uh, a lot of people don't um, look at, Look at it that way. I think it's an, I think it's very important to look at a marriage internally. You know, like what mm-hmm. are you doing? You know, what are what are you doing? What are, how are Absolutely. you causing? You know what I mean? So actually, a, a great friend of mine, actually one of the co-hosts, one of the staff members of my uh, show, is uh, getting married next month, and he's actually mm-hmm. about to go get on the show after the interview. And he and you know, uh, I've known him for I don't know fifteen years now. And uh, yeah, it's and it's and it's and it's you know great, man, to to really be uh, a marriage, you know, to to have a marriage that's really an example of um, just how it is to fight and to 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 really get through the fights. And it's not the end of the world, you know, when you have an argument. It's just you know, right. it's not the, you know what I mean. It's just it's just not the end sure. of the world. Like it's not like you know she hates you and it's just. The end of all ends, and you know what I mean. It's uh, <laughs> you know, it's just not right. You know, so yeah, right. Yeah, it's, it's, and, um, it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. I've also learned too. You know, when it's that time of the month for for women, I don't even take stuff personal. You know. Yeah. <laughs> just like, look, I get it. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, in two days, you're gonna be fine. I know. <laughs> right, yeah, just you know, just tolerate it, you know, and uh, I tell you what, man, it's um, uh, you know, this is a this is a PG show, so I'll keep it, I'll keep it PG, and I'll keep it, uh, I'll I'll, st- I'll stick within the confines of my my core beliefs. One, but I, I hope you understand what I mean by what I say. This that uh, I've noticed that um, the drive, if you know what I mean, kind of spikes around <laughs> that time too. So. You can you oh, can take advantage of that. Sure. Right, <laughs> you know, right. Like, Never a bad thing. <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, congratulations yeah. on that, man. So let's yeah, uh thanks. let's talk before we get into some wrestling, man, let's talk uh some, some Cleveland Cavaliers. I see that you're a Cleveland Cavs fan. What what do you think? It's uh it's tied, the the series is tied now, man. What what do you think about that? Oh uh, man, well, like my main like number one love is the Cleveland Browns. That's like my mm-hmm. main. So Cavs would be next for sure. But, but uh, you know this time of the year, you know basketball is different. Like football, there's 16 games. You know maybe more if your team goes to the playoffs once a week. Uh, basketball is hard. I mean, geez, the season's so long. There's so many games. Yeah. But 82 games. This time yeah. Of, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So but now the playoffs are here. So it's fun. You know, drawn prime time. You know, one game a night, and oh man, the Cavs have never upset me really before. Usually, it's the Browns that upset me, but uh, I was pretty <laughs> upset about that loss last night because it's yeah. like, man, they dominated Toronto those first two games, and then okay, they kind of maybe let up. You know, they did. Toronto was for real, you know, that third game, and then I was thinking, all right, let, let's beat them, go up three to one, that'll be it. You know, that's going to be hard for the right to come back for that, and then they. They're down 18, they come back, and they go ahead at the end there, and then they lose it. Oh, man. Now it's 2-2, to yeah. two and, like, man, it can go any either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same thing with uh, Golden State and OKC. 
you know, I, yeah, I, I, a lot of people thought it was going to be just an easy walk-in <laughs> Golden State-Cleveland finals, just like, right, you know, yep. like last year. But, man, it, you know, mm-hmm. we may be getting the complete opposite. We may get OKC in Toronto. Yeah. Too. Yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting stuff. I'm 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 from Ohio too. I'm I'm an Ohio one. I, I still live in Ohio, so um, oh, cool. you know, I, Which, oh, I'm, I'm not a, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right outside of yeah, Columbus, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was born and raised in Columbus, yep. So um yeah, but I'm a diehard Ohio State fan, but uh I'm I'm just all over the place with different with different sports. I mean, I I'm a Tennessee Titans football fan. I'm a uh, a Chicago Bulls basketball fan. I'm a huge Duke uh, college basketball fan. So yeah, I'm kind of mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sports are so, great. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so you uh, you started off in uh, was it '01? You started your wrestling career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you? get a break in wrestling. I mean, what was it about wrestling that intrigued you? You know, was it about uh, watching as a kid? Were you at the gym and someone kind of gave you a a suggestion? Or what was it about wrestling that uh, made you kind of, uh, you know, go that route? Um, Yeah, I was was one of those guys that, like, uh, just from as far back as I can remember, I wanted to be a wrestler. You know, I don't know why. It just always appealed to me. Um, So when I was 12, I remember thinking, you know, I wanted to do that. Then, uh, you know, when I was 17, it was like, that's what I'm doing. That's all I talked about. I remember my girlfriend at the time was just rolling her eyes all the time. <laughs> that's all you talk about is wrestling. And, um, and, it, and it, like, wrestling was first. That was the reason for everything else. Like, that's the reason I started working out, and, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, so it's just... just um, that's why it's kind of funny to think that I'm I'm not in it no more because it, it was like you know I was that's all I was about you know for so long. Yeah. But um, yeah. you know it's just it's uh, I was just one of those guys that like yeah that's all I want to do. And looking back, I really didn't. I mean, I thought of it, but I didn't realize that at the time I felt really fortunate to be able to um, to you know live out a dream, but also to um have a goal, you know, like, I, I, I remember looking back in high school, like, a lot of my friends, and, you know, they didn't, weren't sure what they were going to do, go on to college, whatever, but it's like, to me, I never even thought about it, I was just like, dude, I'm, I'm a wrestler, that's, <laughs> that's like, yeah. that's what I'm doing, <laughs> right. but, like, it was good yeah. to have a goal like that, looking back, you know. Yeah, that's, that's great, yeah, I really, uh, I really applaud that. Um, so, you got got your opportunity with uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. Who who would you contribute to uh, giving you that opportunity? Um, yeah, because I I looked for a long time for like a school to go to because I I was in I was in school back in Ohio, Youngstown State University. And mm-hmm. my parents were like, "Look, just get, stay in school, and you you know we'll be supportive of wrestling." So. Um, I had to find something that would train me, you know, like on the weekends so I can go to school during the week. And I heard about OBW. I'd never heard about it before. Um, cause they didn't get a lot of coverage, like, back to, you know, this is like, you know, internet and everything, the internet wasn't as big. I mean, it obviously mm-hmm. it was there, you know. 
Um, but like a lot of like PWI, all those night, a lot of they didn't get a lot of coverage. I signed out there a, a developmental league for WWE, and they had a Saturday beginners class once a week on Saturdays. And I thought, oh man, that, that makes sense. That's you know, it's the WWE developmental territory, and I, I can do the Saturday. The only kind of problem was that it was it was in Louisville, Kentucky, which was a six-hour drive one way, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember thinking, man, you know, is that possible? And then, like, I remember Mick Foley's story, you know, when he drove eight, he drove eight hours one way to train. And I thought, okay, it's been done before. I can do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's what I started to do. And um, Nick Dinsmore was our trainer. And um, uh, he, he just, he, he was real helpful to me. Um, I mean, I remember when I went, went to the class, it was like, <laughs> I mean, I stood out because I, I kind of, had a little bit of, I kind of had a natural ability, you know, kind of from the beginning, but, but I also just, you know, I worked out, I was in shape, which isn't, you know, too big of a deal, but like a lot of the guys in class were just like, I mean, I don't think any worked out, there were just a lot of like, you know, Southern Kentucky guys, <laughs> like I think just, you know, what yeah. try to be a wrestler. Um, so and I think like, you know, that combined with the fact that I was traveling all this way, Nick really kind of, Helped me out a lot and, you know, helped open some doors. And uh, so and kind of went from there. Nice. Yeah, so Eugene, that's uh, that's great. So you worked a lot with um, with the Miz in, uh, in OVW. Mm-hmm. And you saw him kind of, um, you know, kind of blossom uh, into yeah. a, a star that he is now. So I was watching some OVW stuff and um, I watched a few matches. It was uh, uh, who? Oh man, it was you and Miz against uh, Chet the Jet and Seth uh, probably. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's that's who it was. Yeah. So, yeah. You, know, was, you played more of a bodyguard type of role, um, you know, for the Miz, kind of kind of like a muscle uh, for the Miz. And it was uh, it was really interesting because you didn't look because you looked bigger. Um, uh, at, and, and, and were you bigger in OVW because you looked bigger um, than when you were teaming with Trent? Yeah, I think I was a little bigger then, probably about ten pounds bigger, probably. Yeah, yeah. You look kind of like uh, you remind me a little bit of uh, Reno from uh, WCW. I don't know if you remember Reno from WCW. Oh yeah, yeah, the natural born thrillers, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Man. yeah. Was, uh... What we were doing there was um, Paul Heyman was Booker then, and we were doing like uh, I was a heel, and uh, Miz was a babyface, but we were like put together as a team, um, yeah. and that's kind of what we were, you know. Going. He was trying to do the right thing, and I would like want to cheat and be a jerk. And... <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. Uh, that Lex Luger and Sting did that uh, at one point in time in there. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, when they were tag champs, a few with Harlem Heat. Luger was the heel and trying to bring Sting over, and it was yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. So. Yeah, yeah, those were fun matches. I remember with, with those guys. Yeah. So, um, so who came up with the Kalen Croft name? Because you were Chris Cage at that time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who came up with Kalen Croft? Um, I did actually, and uh, there's okay. actually a story behind it. Um, so this is the time now where like, like WWE has gone through phases where like, for example, like, I remember when Cena got brought up, 
um, you know, he's John Cena, um, and um, you know, Brian Kendrick is Brian Kendrick. Uh, they went through a phase where like they just like using guys' real names. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean O'Hare, if I remember, um, and then all of a sudden there was a time where you can't use your real name, so everybody has to have a you know a gimmick name. So, but you know, um, around 2009, when I get re-signed and yeah, December of '08. Um, you know, at that time everybody had to have a, a you know a gimmick name for whatever reason. And sometimes if uh, a name, you know, once you have a name, you want to keep it. So if you're in developmental, somebody got called up before you with the same first name, you would, you know, they they got to keep it. Because uh, mm-hmm. Vince would also get on these weird kicks where like there were, you know, for a, a while nobody could have the same name. You know, they didn't want two people with the same first names, yeah. which is silly because we have the same name. You know, in real life, people have the same first exactly. name. Exactly. <laughs> you know, but so uh, I remember Tyson Tarver, who was um, who was in the original Nexus Tarver. Mm-hmm. He used to work as Tyson Tarver. And then T.J. Wilson got called up as Tyson Kidd. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. just an example. So Tarver had to change his Tyson. So anyway, so yeah. Yeah, yep. Um, I always thought that there's a boxer from Youngstown named Kelly Pavlik. You probably heard of him. Um, I always thought it was cool to have like a feminine, yeah, like a feminine sounding name, but for like a male fighter, it's almost like a uh, like a paradox, you know. Yeah. And, uh, like I, I, I kind of like the, the sound of like names that can be male or female. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I thought Kaylin was a cool name. And I got Kalen from uh, Doc Gallows. He had a son. He was, or he has a son <laughs> named Cade. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember him telling me a list of names they were going to name him. And there were a bunch of unique boy names. So I liked Kalen. And but the main thing was I figured it was a safe bet that nobody else was going to have it. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? So right. that's right. <laughs> yeah. And then Croft and then was Croft, just uh, yeah. Um. My um, my mom's maiden name is Croftcheck. Okay. So yeah, let's pick from that. Okay. Now, um, Tomb Rider is uh, is that Laura Croft? Y- y- yeah, and my, my cousin mentioned that. So, and I, oh. I honestly actually can't remember which one I got it from. So uh, okay. It could be from Tomb Raider, but I <laughs> I remember it as being from my mom's maiden. <laughs> oh, gotcha. No. Yeah. Either one works. Either one. But maybe it was in my subconscious. <laughs> maybe he told me that, you know, and so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So uh, you end up pairing up with uh, Trent Barretta as the Dude Busters. Uh, wow. What was it about? I mean, because y'all had very similar size, um, similar to uh, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder when they were the Edgeheads. It seemed like mm. they were together because they were kind of like doppelgangers for Edge, so they put them right. together. Um, as far as you and Trent, uh, was it the same type of feel, or was that was that the same kind of kind of theme? Y- y- y'all had the same size, looked the same, so they put you together to do busters. Yeah, you know, and I think we were kind of one of those things where uh, when I got the FCW, they put us together because you know, we looked alike, mm-hmm. and um, and then. Actually, the way we got called up was because of Edge. We we were having some practice matches, and um, Kurt Hawkins 
you know, came down to FCW on his own. And he, he knew Edge well from mm-hmm. when he was an Edgehead, like you were just saying. Mm-hmm. And Edge was down in FCW, and um, we were he was like, we got to know Edge, and I guess he told Michael Hayes, he said, man, just bring these guys up. They're they're good and they're ready. And, um, you know, I, I guess it was in the process anyway. So we get called up. I think we kind of fell into that where they just, you know, they brought us up like, okay, you guys are up. Uh, now we're not sure what to do with you, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was cool at first because uh, ECW, we were on ECW every week. Mm-hmm. Then uh, after we were up there a few months later, it shut down. And, um, uh, you know, ECW shut down. And that same night, we gave you on SmackDown against Crime Time. And I was like, oh, cool, you know, we'll, we'll get right into the mix. But, um, they, yeah, they, they never really uh, – you know, and that happens. You know, they never really got behind us, really. Um, and then the Dude Buster name, <laughs> Trent came up with that. He, he used to use it on the indies from time to time. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I can't remember. We, we we started saying it or, or something, and then we showed up to TV one day, and it was on the – when you get to the arena, the show is posted. And uh, we looked at the lineup, and, and we're on there at the Dude Buster show. <laughs> like, no way. <laughs> And uh, one of the writers came up to us and they're like, "Yeah, man, we we uh, we researched it. Uh, you know, there's not another dude buster name, so we copyrighted it so we can use it." <laughs> so, nice. Wow. Yeah. Very, very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So you so you mentioned your ECW run. It didn't really go as planned. It, it seems like you guys had some steamrolling in the in the beginning, but it just seems like the it just seems like the creative team just kind of. Uh, just kind of faded away in their investment in you guys. What exactly happened? Was it something that you or Trent did, or was it just one of those things where they just stopped really investing in the characters? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think so, you know. Um, and then it is, it, it can be weird sometimes. Like, uh, I remember, um, like, they weren't really using us, uh, but, but, you know, we were a, you know, we were there and we were around, you know, we were on superstars and whatever, and we'd always have good matches. Uh, you know, you can always, uh, you know, count on us for a good match, whatever. Then when SmackDown moved to sci-fi, I remember um, we, we we got the TV and um, we were like in four segments. So we're like, oh, cool. Yeah, we never get to do this much. So, And uh, the deal was, you know, we, the Dude Busters, were – literally moving yeah we thought we were moving so you know and uh and we did like a <laughs> and, and we did something with vicky guerrero like like uh we locked her in a moving truck or something and that's when she was like mm-hmm. a, you know um you know in the main picture on smackdown and um so we were like oh sweet you know this is and like the head writer at the time for smackdown super nice guy can't remember his name at the moment i think it was chris actually and he was like, at the end of the night, he said, like, "Yeah, man, this, I think this is gonna be really good for you guys, you know, good stuff." And and uh, and then SmackDown was live that week to kick off the um, Sci-Fi, and we got a call saying, um, "Oh, you guys aren't needed for TV." <laughs> I was like, oh man! Like, all right, yeah. And, and you know, I, I got no gripes tonight. It's just, it, it can just be weird sometimes, you know, the way the way things go. And I was never yeah. really one to, you know, I used to always, in fact, I remember Edge saying this, you know, uh, he was jokingly say, saying this about Christian, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. 
<laughs> you know. Yeah. And um but you know, I you know, um uh I guess you know, we could have been or I could have been more vocal about things. I kinda of just was like, you know, tell me what you want me to do, sort of thing. Um yeah. like Shawn Michaels told me that one time, he said, Don't be afraid to step on some toes. <laughs> Sean Michaels himself, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's he's, he's one of the quintessential toe steppers uh, historically. So uh, it's not, it's not <laughs> yeah. a big surprise coming from Sean Michaels. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's what. What other advice uh, do you remember getting from from different wrestlers? Were, were there any Were there any advice of, of someone or, or some you know wrestler seemingly trying to you down? Did, did you, you remember uh, having any of those encounters? Yeah, you know, not really. Like, <laughs> I, I would say, and I'm sure most everybody would agree, I was, you know, very well liked. I got along with everybody. But, but uh-huh. <laughs> that's probably because I never really rose up to the car. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, I was never anybody. I was never a threat to anybody's main event spot, or you know what I mean, anything like that. Um, yeah. But I definitely would see, you know, I'd see it or I'd hear about it from, you know, um, I, 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 I know, uh, just you know, I can't, I really can't think of any specific examples. But I just, you know, like buddies of mine start going up the card, and you know, they're like, oh, I got to deal with this, or this guy saying this, or. Yeah, you know, it can get pretty political, but I uh, never experienced it, you know. But hmm. now, were there any um, specific wrestlers that you knew that uh, you know kind of uh, vented to you at all? That would like vent to me. Yeah. Um. Trying to think. Uh, well, the kind of you, <laughs> you have the people that could complain about everything, no matter what. You know, then you got the guys who are just kind of go along with everything. Um, not, I, I know, um, I know Ryback's had some issues as of late. You know, yeah. Um, uh, and that's been did, pretty well. Do you ever remember having any type of uh, experience with uh, with Ryback, kind of uh, telling you some things as far as his his uh, his push or his his. Uh, I, I guess uh, lack of uh, direction. Right. No, only just like he'd, uh, you know, it, it, we just get frustrated because you know, because uh, yeah, we, we stay in touch a lot, and um, he just say, uh, "Oh man, I talked to Vince. You know, we're gonna do this, and, you know, and this could happen." <laughs> and he'd be like, "Man, you know, they lied to me, or this, this, this didn't happen, or whatever, and or, or you know, they say this and." This doesn't happen. Um, kind of just stuff like that. <clears throat> mm. But I mean, mm. do you think that he was? Uh, do you think that he was really trying? Because I read his, you know, little manifesto, and you know, it, it you know, for the most part, a lot of it made sense. Uh, you know, he did say mm. that you know he was handed many things, you know, and and, and he you know tried to master them. Uh, same thing with Cody Rhodes, and I'll, I'll ask you that question here in a minute. Um, but you know, Ryback was talking about how, you know, he, as far as putting over people, you know, um, in order for someone to become a star, he has to beat someone. And, you know, the person who 
uh, who who put someone over should get you know a lot of credit too. I mean, what do you what do you feel about that? What what are your thoughts on that? Should you know should the person who puts people over be on the same level as the one who's over? Yeah, it's interesting. I, actually, it's funny because I, I read that and I uh, sent him a message saying, I, you know, I, I agreed with a lot of it. And, and for having for him having the courage to, like, you know, just say that. Because a lot yeah. of guys, and I think WWE knows, a lot of guys, most everybody is there. You know, a lot of guys, um, I experienced this. Like, you get there so they know, you know, this is like your goal and your dream to be here. And, uh, you know, if you don't like something, there's a door, so to speak, you know, like, yeah. so, um, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, cause it's true. Like at the end of the day, I mean, it is, you know, wrestling is predetermined. So it's kind of like at the end of the day, um, you know, they, a, a group of writers decides who wins and, um, you know, a lot of times the guy who basically is winning more is going to make more money, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. So yeah. it ultimately comes out of that. Um, That's true. Yeah, so I definitely agree with that part. And, and um, that, I can see where, you know, then the guys start trying to protect their spot. And, you know, this thing is just – because, like, in the, I always think, like, in the NFL, you know, if, if it's like a third-string cornerback, you know, just busts his ass and, you know, just starts making plays. Like, like you know, he's going to get he, – he could potentially become a starter just based on his ability where – Mm-hmm. There's not a team of bookers saying like, "Well, you know, we want you to be ten string," or you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, I mean, I can imagine. Yeah, I can imagine that being frustrating. Though, just having so many people and creatives just kind of pulling you, you know, in, in four or five different directions, and you're really trying to hone your craft and develop your character. Um, as far as developing characters, um, you know, you mentioned John Cena, you know, from working, you know, from OVW to becoming one of the biggest names in professional wrestling. Um, mm-hmm. How was he, how was how he to work with? Because I've, I've interviewed many people on my show and I've got, I've had uh, conflicting opinions, uh, more <laughs> bad than good, unfortunately, but uh, oh, right. I, 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 yeah. How was he, how was he to work with? Man, see, um, I've never had nothing but great experiences with Cena. Um, like when I was in OVW, um, you know, he, him and he, him and Nick Dinsmore were good buddies, and Rob Conway, and they really helped us out. Um, because after shortly after I started, uh, Johnny Jeter, I don't know if you remember him. He was Johnny from the Spirit yeah. Squad. Yep. And uh, Muhammad Hassan, Mark Capone, we we all kind of started together. We're, and um, like Cena, Nick, like, like those guys really kind of helped us out a lot. And um, and then just over the years, you know, I remember Cena got called up in '02, and then uh, like every time we'd go on the road, um, you know, you know, from OVW, we'd get called up to go on the road for a week or two. And like Cena was always there; he's always super cool. He always kind of like looked out for us. Um, mm. And uh, you know, just just I, I just always kind of knew him. He was always super cool with me. But, you know, again, I I, um, I was never in a position, you know, um, where we were working together or anything like that. So, and I haven't, um, I mean, I haven't been around him in five, six years. So, 
you yeah. know, I don't know. <laughs> I will yeah. say though, I think he he um he's been have I I did ever see that oh what's that movie? Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, uh Stepdad, I think it's called. Uh yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know, Cena comes in at the end. Like he's I I really think he can um still have a future in movies, you know, his stepdad. Uh, I remember thinking that about him way back before he even debuted. I remember thinking, Man, whatever this dude does, he's probably gonna be successful at Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's good. That's, but yeah, I have awesome. all positive experience with Cena, you know. Um but yeah, I've heard the same stuff like that you're talking mm-hmm. about. Yeah. So, so what prompted your release in 2010? Um, I don't know. I, I just I was kind of surprised actually because I thought it'd keep me as like a you know, like a utility guy. Yeah. And um, I don't know. It just kind of you know that's kind of how they go. Um, they just kind of just do those house cleanings. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean yeah, I don't remember um. Johnny just called me and said, yeah, they're going to release me. And uh, it seemed weird that they didn't release Trent, which made you, you know, lead you to believe that they were going to, like, do something with them. But then, you know, they never really did. And basically, I guess it was, like, two years later, they just released Trent. Um, but, um, yeah, and it, and it kind of just worked out in the sense where, you know, once that happened, I was ready to kind of maybe be done with wrestling and just move on to different stuff, which I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I had my degree in art, yeah. and uh, I like working with kids. That's what led me to in the art, you know, teaching art elementary mm-hmm. school. Yeah, that's great, man. I love I love bounce back stories like that, especially, you know, someone who's, you know, just doing, a, doing what they love, doing their passion, you know, after wrestling, so. Um, sure, yeah. yeah, thanks, and There's I feel a- real fortunate. Yeah, that's great. And there's not a lot of people who, you know, actually bounce back in that way, you know, after being released from the WWE. They usually kind of wallow in the indies for a while. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's great. I mean, is there is is that it still there at all, or is it, or is it completely gone? Uh, what's that, wrestling? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it's funny because um, <laughs> when I met my wife, it was funny because she never watched wrestling, and then all of a sudden she busts out like these. Uh, like she, she she'd tell me about a match I had in OVW in like 2003. I mm. say, how did you? Where'd you see that? <laughs> she'd be like, oh, I watched it on YouTube. And uh, she'd always say, do you you want do you want to go back? Do you, do you miss it? Do you want to go back? And um, like like and what I found was um, like of course I miss it, but not to where I'd want to go back and do it again. You know. I got wonderful mm-hmm. memories of it, and she, I don't think she believed me at first. She, but she'd be like, "If they called you, you'd want to go back." <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I'm real. You know, I'm just happy. Um, you know where I'm at. Uh, so I, yeah, I definitely miss it. But again, not to where I'd want to go back. And then something about like, I've, you know, I've been asked to do like some indie shows, and I don't know. Like, I think part of it is my last match with was with WWE. I didn't know mm-hmm. it would be my last match. But it was a dark match, and it was against Doc Gallows, which is one of my best buddies, and Deuce Mahoney was the ref, which is another one of my good buddies. And uh, the three of us all got re- that was on a Tuesday. The three of us all got released Friday, so it's kind of like fitting, mm-hmm. like 
I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, and, um, then of course, uh, through, you know, Doc Gallows is back and, uh, they're, but again, kind of going back to, um, you know, the writers pushing people and all that, uh, you know, Drew, Drew or, you know, Doc Gallows, he, uh, he got released with me because they weren't really using him. And then he went to Japan, got over, and now he's back. And uh, I keep hearing lately how, you know, people, people are saying, wow, you know, Gallows and Anderson, they're future stars. <laughs> and I want to say, like, well, duh. <laughs> you, <laughs> you had Drew here before. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, he yeah, beat you Kane. Know. He was the fake Kane. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was, we, we always joke. I, I say, dude, you're like – an old school guy from like back in our day because he's had like four gimmicks. Yeah. You know, exactly. and he's young too. He's, he's like, what, 30, 31? Uh, yeah, we're, we're like, I think it was three years ago. I just turned 36. He might be 33. Maybe okay, yeah, five, I can't remember. Still young though. I mean, you he's know, young. Yeah, he's early 30s. <laughs> he's been around for that long and had so many gimmicks and he's still in his early 30s. That's, that's pretty yeah. He's yeah. fake Kane, Festus. And if you count yeah, developmental, he was freaking Deacon. So that's five, five. Yep, freaking Deacon. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, Straight Edge Society when he was uh, right. Luke Gallows. Luke yeah. Gallows. Yep. One of my favorite again. people. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> um, what do you think? Uh, I mean, did, did he, did he uh, talk to you like uh, when he – you know, got the call to come back. That he, uh, he after that. Um, actually, actually, I I read it somewhere online. And I, mm-hmm. I texted him. I said, "Hey, did you get resigned?" He said, "Yeah." I was like, oh, "That's awesome." Um. So yeah, that was pretty much it. And then um, um, I actually really enjoyed their angle they got going on. Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably over now with Reigns, but yeah. So what was his reaction when uh you know when he got word that he was coming back? He 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 was just uh just pretty grateful, you know. He was he was happy to go back. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Good stuff, man. Well, uh, last question is um, what did did you encounter? You said that uh, you. Uh, got along with anyone? Um, do you do you remember any backstage incidents? Um, let me see. Yeah, I'm sure. and you know that's I get along with everybody. Of course, there are people like you know you don't care for and all that. I don't want to mm-hmm. sound like I was you know. <laughs> I just for the most part, I you know yeah, I never had. I never really butted heads with anybody. I guess you can say. Mm-hmm. But um, backstage incidents. Um. Uh, yeah, let me think. And, and, and uh, you know, I'm not trying to conceal nothing. Let me. I know one time I wasn't there, but it was when I was with WWE. I heard about it. J- John Morrison and Bradshaw got into it once. Oh, really? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I can't remember exactly <laughs> what it was about. But I just remember thinking, "Wow," because you know John was a good buddy of mine from OVW. I remember thinking, "Wow," you know, <laughs> good for him. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really yeah, good yeah. stuff, man. I, I'm so glad that you, you you've uh, really rebounded, man. It's it's really great to hear that. And six years out of the WWE, you, you're doing what you love and, and teaching kids to 
to use uh, the, the gift of art, man, to create life. And I, and I really, really appreciate uh, hearing stuff sure. like that. I absolutely, absolutely love it, man. So where can people find cool. you? Um, oh, I'm, uh, you can follow me on Twitter, at CroftDaddy, WWE, um, Chris Pavone on Facebook. And um, I also got um, I got a little uh, portfolio online. It's uh, it's uh, Pavone at crevado.com that's c-r-e-v-a-d-o so um, it, it's funny too man about the uh oh you know because i wrote a children's book i don't know if you knew about that yeah i saw that yeah and um so i like to pursue more with that and um it's funny like you know i, I got a decent amount of followers on twitter just because my time with wwe mm-hmm. so I, I think damn it if i knew i was going to keep that twitter in i would have made it something different yeah. Cross daddy, daddy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but there's been times where, um, you know, I, I'll, I'll there's a there'll, there'll be a Cleveland Browns podcast, and I'll tweet my question there. You know, it'll, it'll get read, and they'll say Chris Pavone at Cross to Daddy WWE wants to know, and I think, oh man, it's a <laughs> yeah. but whatever, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I can't, I can't uh, take, I can't just totally dismiss WWE from my life because I'm already on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's one of those things with those Twitter handles. You can't you can you can change the name, but you can't right, change the right. Twitter handle. You know what I mean? So that's, <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. you can never get away with that. So that's a really really <laughs> interesting. So also, yeah. man, I really appreciate uh, speaking to another uh, native Ohioan. I was just uh, I just interviewed Johnny Gargano a few weeks ago, and uh, we were talking hmm. about uh, the uh, people I've interviewed from from Ohio. So. Um, you, cool. you know, you, you're, you're the one on the list. You're, you're the one on the list, man. It's great to uh, to know where you are now, six years out of the WWE, and it's great to see that uh, you're having a successful career doing something you love, man. Awesome, cool. Well, yeah, Chris, I, appreciate, I really appreciate uh, the time, man, and uh, you having me come on the show. Awesome. You have a great night. Thanks a lot. Thanks, buddy. You too. Bye bye. Thanks, boy. You are now listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam Show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page, Crave Wrestling. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into Extreme Rules. Uh, Recap, raw recap, and talk about uh, the... Highs and lows, mostly lows of wrestling uh, going on right now. Without further ado, I'd love to bring on uh, the one, the only, ladies and gentlemen, Ryan Fuqua. How are you tonight, sir? Hey, what's going on, Chris? I'm great. Happy to be here like usual. That's right, man. It's great to have the band back together uh, for for tonight. Man. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. So with Extreme Rules, man, uh, what would you just, you know, without just going through the entire card, what would you give just an objective, overarching evaluation of, of whatever highs and lows you can think of from the, from the pay-per-view? Um, this may hurt you. My biggest low, and I think Twitter pretty much agrees, all of Twitter, 
would be the Asylum match. Um, oh, I hated that. Not match. necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it went too long, and it's kind of, you know, following that four way match for the IC title. I mean, good grief! Like, yeah, Cole was spouting out about match of the year, and he wasn't blowing smoke smoke by any means. That was. It's exactly what we thought it would be. Yeah, so that really hurt with that Asylum match. Um, it kind of went too long, too, and I I don't know. I guess Jericho and Ambrose wasn't a good fit, so that was my low. But like I said, my high definitely was the IC match. Um, the main event, the false finishes, I mean, they I had that reaction like oh my gosh they yeah. just must be champ and yeah I was like whoa they, they got me there um, <laughs> regardless how you feel about Reigns man he's uh I know I could get in there with the likes of AJ Styles and look good but he he held it down um, I, I still don't know what it is for me that I'm not all the way on board but I can darn sure give him his credit he held it down in that match yeah I, you know, uh, I, I've I've been so disturbed by the um, the, the the just I guess the overall. Well, it's been going on for a while, so I'm not surprised necessarily, but it just seems like Roman Reigns continues to prove all of the the skeptics wrong. See, all of the things, and I've and I've heard so many different. Reasons why people don't like Roman Reigns Now here's the thing You have every right in the world To not like Roman Reigns That's on you, that's okay Yeah, That's totally okay You know, someone like I, I can say that I don't like someone like Kalisto You know, I don't like Kalisto <laughs> he's, You know, he's, yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's a really good wrestler You know, he can, he can have an amazing match I, mean, I think him and Ryback was one of the best matches on Payback You know, but it's like I just don't like Kalisto, you know, it's not like, it's not necessarily a rhyme or reason why I don't like him. I just don't, I don't care for the guy. Um, now someone came to me and said, I don't like Roman Reigns. You know, he just, um, he just doesn't do it to me. He just doesn't do it for me much. You know, I just, I, I'm just not, I just don't necessarily care for him, but I can't say that Kalisto's not a good work, worker. I can't say Kalisto can't wrestle. You know what I mean? I, I can't say Kaliso uh, has absolutely no charisma. You know what I mean? Because those things are all false. And I can't sit here and try to try to make up a reason why I don't like him for the sake of saying, you know what? This reason is true. This is the true reason. He cannot wrestle. You know, that's, that's just, it, it's, it's a logical, ridiculous <laughs> argument. Because you know, I've had a, I've had a conversations with this, you know, about this with people. I'm like, okay, so, you know, and, and the flavor of the week, we're going to talk about this. You know, I listed on the Cray Wrestling Facebook page every single match that he competed at since last year's uh, February pay per view, which was, I believe, Payback, and or Fast. Uh, fast Lane, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, last year when he went against Daniel Bryan, and so. Uh, I, I listed every match on the Crave Wrestling Facebook page, and we're, we're going to go through them here in a minute. And mm-hmm. I said, okay. And I actually gave it to someone. 
I said, here's all the matches from, because I didn't count any Royal Rumbles. I said, here's all the matches from February of 2015, all of the pay-per-view matches that he's been in. Every single one of them. I said, name, I said, okay, two questions. One, name the person who carried, quote-unquote, carried Roman Reigns in the match. And two, name a bad match. And none of them, you know, every, when I posed the question, the answer was crickets because none of them ring true. None of those questions apply to Roman's, Roman Reigns' matches. And, I, you know, I was reading J, uh, Jim Ross's blog about it, and people would call him idiots because they were saying – because he was saying that, you know, he believes that a lot of those Roman Reigns hating chants, you know, seem self, self-absorbed. Uh, and you know, and it's and it's funny. The the funny part of that is I don't, I don't disagree with that because I've been saying that for a mm-hmm. long time. I think a lot of time I think a lot of the time people want to put themselves over, and that's where we've gotten to, yeah. you know, in the state of professional wrestling. And it's really sad. And, and that that's why I I just I don't I really don't have an answer as why I haven't I don't dislike the guy. I'm just not. On board yet I don't know when I'll come around Um, I think for me My knock was Why is he still coming out of the crowd Still using the shield music Change your gear Because I think same thing about Ambrose Like just uh, With his gear Like just throw some chunks on Be a a wrestler You know like I think that's one of the things that got me But uh, that's just petty But I don't Hate the guy. I have. I was. I frustrated at one point. Sure, but no. There's no dislike. I'm just not ready to. Uh, ready not. I'm not ready to embrace the Roman Empire yet. So to speak. <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I think that's. I don't know exactly. Um, uh, I, I don't know exactly what made me became such a Roman Reigns guy. Um, because I didn't like him at first. Uh, first of all, because I didn't know who the heck he was, and I was like, "Who is this guy getting himself <laughs> pushed?" Because I knew I knew Rollins because I followed him in ROH when he was Tyler Black, and I followed uh, Ambrose when he was John Moxley. So I knew both of them from the Indies, and I looked at a little bit of NXT at that time back in 2012. Uh, I wasn't really big into NXT um, as much as I am now. Um, but I did remember watching, you know, some, cause it wasn't aired, you know, except for on YouTube. So I watched some YouTube stuff and I saw a little bit of him, but I wasn't too familiar with him. Uh, and so I was like, you know, I don't, I don't know who this guy is, but he started to, uh, and when he was doing healish thing, I didn't like him when he was like, when they were beat up, you know, all these, uh, makeshift tag teams, when it was like three people together. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I just didn't, I just didn't like it, but I, I don't know what it was, uh, that made me started liking him. I think because he kind of fit the mode of somebody who was kind of like a poster person for the WWE, uh, mixed oh, with, you know what I mean? Mixed, mixed with, uh, the fact that, you know, he's evolving. I, I, I always, yeah. always have a, the, the, the checkpoint for me was always the, <laughs> Uh, SummerSlam match 2014 against Randy Orton. I think he, I think it was yeah. rough. That was a very, very rough match for Roman Reigns. 
but he yeah. just continues to get better and better and better every week. I mean, every month. Do you, you know think I mean? it's like you said? Do you think though it is because, of course, we know that's always been out there. He's seen as that WWE corporate guy, and he's coming along after the likes of uh, the guys like Punk and Brian, who are the totally opposite, and they got themselves super over. Um, oh, here's well. I, I think the problem is is that uh, uh, people like Daniel Bryan is a company. Uh, he, he he's not a company guy. He's an indie guy, and I think mm-hmm. that you know a, a lot of the people, a lot of the wrestlers, wrestling fans nowadays, they don't really understand the. And I, you you know I've had a conversation about that as far as how much I love traditional wrestling, and then you start watching stuff from the network, and you you would text me and say, man, yeah. I, now I get it. You know what I mean? And Absolutely, so yeah. a, a lot of people don't have that understanding of the, I mean, what paved the way for for us to even experience pro wrestling, period. You know what I mean? The rock and roll mm-hmm. era uh, of the 80s, mm-hmm. you know, just the, the catch is catch can of the 60s and 70s and things like that. Just the, the really heavy storyline building that you would see, you know, in the 80s and early 90s. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really, really interesting. A lot of people don't understand that and they see, um, uh, they, they see the indie shows They kind of immerse themselves in the characters, uh, instead of saying, let me attach myself to a character who has been developed by the WWE because this is all fake anyways. What they, what they yeah. do, what I realize, what a lot of wrestling fans do nowadays is that they'll say, okay, well, this guy can wrestle, and so I'm going to give this guy a lot of uh, credibility because I don't really, you know, his wrestler, you know, his character is okay, but he can wrestle really good. So that's what I'm going to cheer. And and it's just, what, 10, 12 years ago, maybe 14, yeah, about 14 years ago, Batista's basically – Roman's taking yes. the same path as Batista. Exactly. We all like Batista. Exactly. You know, we're all cool with Batista. <laughs> you know, <laughs> man, um, you couldn't have said it any better, man. I, I totally, I totally agree with that. Uh, Batista yeah, was I mean, it's almost the same over. exact path. Yeah. Yep, exactly. He was, he was insanely over, and he would win all the time. <laughs> you know, he was just mm-hmm. exactly right. I think I've even mentioned that before. You know, just uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Batista, yeah, Batista. I mean, take it. And he, I remember going to SmackDowns uh, here in Ohio, and when Batista's music would come on, the place would erupt. When when Batista, I mean, everybody would try to zoom. You know, take a beeline over to the the front. You know, of the, uh, yeah. the barricade mm-hmm. area. You know, people were just. Mm-hmm. He was insane. Insanely over when uh you know he was when he was on SmackDown, um and and it's and it's really interesting because seemingly the same fan base isn't there you know isn't isn't there as it was now, and you know the fan the fan base are, are, are starting to decrease. I mean, I guess my yeah. question to you is, what do you think that? With this fan base that we see now, of of the very smarky, heavy IWC, you know, in, infested type of uh, fan base that we have now, that's actually hurting the product. 
what do you think that what do you think could happen for I guess the IWC to kind of turn around because we saw with Roman Reigns last year, we saw, you know, a lot of the smarky fan base actually cheer Roman Reigns uh, last year when he mm-hmm. actually had a good deal against Sheamus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? You say what? Do, you th- do you think that there's no way out as far as just, this is what we have to deal with. This is the type of crowd that we have to deal with. You know, they're going to try to hijack, you know, shows to put themselves yeah. over. Or will we ever get to the point where people can actually attach themselves into a good guy character, no matter if it, no matter if it is a, like a, a anti, uh, kind of like a rebellious baby face, like like Austin was. Mm-hmm. What what will it take for that to happen? Man, I don't, I don't think it will. Sadly, like I think this is just the era of fandom we're in and I'm not saying I don't do it too because I do it with certain people but I think it's either going to be your uh, Daniel Bryan, Sami Zayn's or your CM Punk Stone Cold Steve Austin's they get over I don't think Uh, now if if we didn't know that Roman was this corporate guy maybe we would see him as this cool guy um I don't think it's going to change. I don't know what could change it. I just think that's just the era we live in, and that's how mm-hmm. us fans view the product now. Um, definitely with more exposure of indie wrestling, period. Like, mm-hmm. that stuff's yeah. around. You, you don't have to watch WWE anymore. You true. Can, well, there's so much out there, and uh, all that stuff is just, you know, recycled, you know, NWO click stuff. Look at what the young bucks do. They're getting, they got over off of freaking uh, the click. Michael, mm-hmm. Nash, Hall, like they just took a gimmick, made it their own, tweaked it a little. Not really, but yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> there was a moment of a tweak. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's back over. It's just, it's, yeah, history repeats itself. I just, I don't, yeah. maybe. Maybe two decades from now, it swings back to being traditional wrestling and presented as a sport, you know. Um, But I think for right now, it's what we got. I mean, look, NXT is basically like an indie product. They knew to go that way. Like, we we praised Triple H for this, but Triple H seen what was going on in the world of wrestling, and he got with the time. Um, That's – NXT is presented like ROH and – all those independent promotions. So would just, but it's got WWE budget. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's tough. <laughs> yeah. So much exposure um, too. Yeah. I mean, I think you bring, I think you bring up a great point. Um, you know, and, and NXT, NXT is kind of allowing, you know, the, 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 the indie crowd to really have a voice, but, uh, but here's the thing, though. I remember watching NWA World Championship Wrestling uh, back in the uh, early '80s, mid '80s, and the the actual crowd, the actual uh, building, where the where the, uh, the the production and, and where it was, it was smaller than NXT if uh, than Full Sail. You know, it was just yeah. an intimate type of crowd. And yeah. So, you know what I mean? And so 
I still think it's one of those things that my answer to the question I asked you is uh, you have to have clear-cut faces and heels. You, you just have to. I mean, I think that's one well, of the things that, that that is one of the biggest uh, problems with the WWE product right now is that there is there are not clear-cut baby faces and heels because the split crowd chants, the, the the heels actually getting cheered, Sting getting cheered, you know, well, Kevin Owens getting cheered, Seth Rollins getting yeah. cheered. You know what I mean? It's like you can't, a character can't really develop into being anything other than what the fans make him if he mm-hmm. is not a clear-cut baby face or heel. You know, it's it, it's, it was one of those things where Hulk Hogan was developed despite of what the fans thought. The fans was like, or, you know, he, he, he had a such he has such an amazing type of following, amazing type of development for his character that the fans couldn't help but but to just uh, kind of latch on, you know. Uh, Austin, you know, it really didn't matter, you know, what the fans thought. He, his character was so infectious that the fans couldn't help but to latch on. Same thing with Daniel Bryan. You know, we even have a, we even have an example of that nowadays that the fans, you know, could could latch on. And I just think that there has to be that one person. That one baby face, that one definitive person that said, you know, that they decide to say, okay, we're going to decide to make this person. And you mentioned Batista. They did the same thing with Batista. You know, when he turned, uh, was it 05, when he turned on Triple H and, and, and became a baby face for, you know, what, four or so years after that? Uh, three or four years yeah. after that was just that he was just the definitive baby face. And that's why I think that the split would work, you know, because. SmackDown is just raw light. You know what I mean? It just really doesn't make, it doesn't really separate itself. And my thing is this. If you have people like Roman Reigns getting drafted to SmackDown and becoming like the guy for SmackDown, and we don't have to see as much as Roman Reigns, I actually think that would help uh, kind of reshape the mindset. Like I've seen it came up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He only was a SmackDown. Edge is real. He got drafted to Raw and got that crazy pop. You know, like that was yeah, that was crazy. Exactly, exactly. And it's you know, it's always you always get that you know, I miss you pop. That's what happened with Triple H. You know, he was gone for that Mm -hmm. long. You know, for for so long, but we always forget. We always forget, you know, the before the quad injury, he was one of the biggest heels with the two man power trip. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so. And when he came back, he was just, you know, it erupted. Same thing with and the then, And then that kind of helps me segue to one thing I wanted to ask you, and it frustrated me. I just wanted to turn the TV back off. We, I mean, we knew he was going to be a heel, but come on. A returning Rollins. I mean, I know you got Reigns as your top baby face right now, but ugh, did he have to go back to heel? Like, why Why not make that guy baby face? His moves yeah. said everything. And we already know him as a heel. It's just, it's like, he, he's so weak. Like, he, there's no heat on him as a heel, you know? Because yeah. like, they already make him, they embarrass him every week. So, yeah, there's no yeah, heat on him, you know? He's That's just an over baby face. Let him help yeah. get Reigns over or something. I don't know. Just, I, I, I agree. I wasn't, I disagree I with having him come back as a heel. 
Yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I reported on the uh, the Crave Wrestling uh, Facebook page. Uh, I reported that he's going to, uh, you know, the reports are saying that he was slated to come back as a babyface, but they changed their mind, and and yeah. and they were going to bring him back as a heel. And, and we saw that on, on on Raw, and it's just, you know, it's, it's one of the things that, again, it goes back to the whole clear cut babyface and heel thing. You know, you have, and I mention this on uh, every Monday. I do a Facebook Live, and I mention this after in the Facebook Live, the Raw on the Raw Review. You know, I say it's kind of like, how am I going to get invested into a character? It's kind of like having a conversation, and this is what Seth, this is basically what Seth Rollins did. Okay, I, I'm glad you guys missed me. I missed you too, but all of you, I don't like you. You know, and it's, yeah. it's like. And it's like having a conversation with someone and and saying, and and them telling you all these niceties and saying, you know what, Ryan, you know, it's been a while, man. I really, really appreciate talking to you, man. We, we, it's great to catch up with you. I think you're a great guy, man. You're very inspiring, but I I really don't like anything you do. You know what I mean? And and it's like, you you know, you, you build up to, you build up to all this encouragement and then and then you just get slain, you know, by that comment. And, you, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to talk yeah. to you no more if you want to do this. You know what I mean? Like, why am I? It's not a matter of me saying, well, I don't like you back. I, I'll just be like, okay, you're weird. I'll just go. I'll just go away. You know what I mean? I don't want to. I don't want to yeah. invest my yeah, yeah, time yeah. in you. You know what I mean? So, and I think that's what happens a lot of times when you have the Kevin Owenses and the Seth Rollins. It's not a matter of, you know, uh, I. I I'm trying to invest myself in, in like this person gets to the point where I'm like, okay, I just, yeah, I just don't really care for him. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah. He used to give yeah, up. Yeah. 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 Hey, anything on raw right quick that you uh, uh, can, re- can recall? Uh, just, no, just Charlotte's thing is, you know, it's just your typical cheesy get heat on your manager. But, uh, I think Charlotte, she's come a long way. She she does well on the mic. I uh not saying she's the greatest, but she she does well. I like how she interacts with the crowd and stuff at times. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was probably my biggest takeaway. And yeah, uh, Kevin Owens, I told you, great great candidate for Money in the Bank. I think him holding that briefcase for a year and just running his mouth and just yeah. I think that's awesome. Hmm. That that could be heat. Yeah, I just don't know. I just don't have enough faith in WWE. <laughs> yeah, he cashes in on Reigns, and then it's like, yay! Yeah. Exactly, exactly. That's that's that's, and that's so gonna... that's where face Seth Rollins being champ. Yep, yep. You know, and so. it is just going to hurt Owens to me that he's trying to be a heel. You know what I mean? And for some reason, you know, he he casts it on reins and they're gonna cheer him. It just it doesn't it doesn't help the yeah. character at all. Uh real quick as far as Charlotte, I just think you know, I think it was I think it I think it meant good, but you know, it, it was just really awkward. I, I just really mm-hmm. think it was so awkward to me because, you know, she was you can really tell she was kinda of legit crying and there's times yeah. she was trying to fake cry to try to you know, mask the the real cry, and she was just playing to the trolls too much. Like, what? What? How much sense does it make if you say if you say what one more time to a Baltimore crowd? I mean, 
What does yeah. that even mean? If you say what woman cry, what? Know why uh, I now, think and now what? Yeah. You know, like, just, so yeah. I just think it was really awkward. You just can't play to the trolls like that. You have to learn how to master that stuff and just, you know, go with the punches. It just, it was awful. It was awful. And then my last what question. What about Dana Brooks flare struck? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that has I, been the goofiest oh. thing I've seen oh, the past two shows. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, oh man, I've never been a fan yeah. of Dana, Dana Brooke ever. He, <laughs> yeah. NXT, I think yeah. she, she yeah. wrestles awkward. She looks awkward. Yeah. She just, she mm-hmm. just. There's nothing appealing to me about Dana Brooke. I just, I oh my goodness, I just, <laughs> I don't like it at all. Um, and then pairing with Charlotte just seems forced. It looks weird. I just, I, there's nothing about it, it I don't like it at all. Then my last question to you, real quick, uh, before we go to the flavor of the week, uh, is um, Punk. You know, I, I mentioned on my the Facebook page that uh, Mickey Gall was saying that they may do, they may go against each other in the summertime, late summer. But there's, you know, reports that saying that CM Punk, you know, he, he's banged up, might not happen at all. I mean, uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I wouldn't buy tickets to a CM Punk fight until I see him weigh in the afternoon before the fight. Right. That's that's all I can say. I mean, that <laughs> I just I don't think it's gonna happen. I really yeah. don't. He was in a weird place when he signed a deal, and you know Dana White's not gonna turn it down because it's publicity. I just exactly. I'd like to see it. I mean, it'll be because it'd be entertaining. I I'd definitely watch, but. Don't buy your tickets until you see them weigh in. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's very true. Because even the, the the day of, he might get an injury for some reason. <laughs> yeah, all the backs out the day of. Oh man, yeah. I can't do it. All right, I'm retired. <laughs> so, yeah, gosh, yeah. it's what it's been like two and a half years basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. January 2004, yeah. horrible 2014. Yeah. Grief. Yeah, and you're talking about guys who are in that sport who's been doing it since they were like eight years old, 12 years old. So, good luck. Right. (laughs) Real quick, Flavor of the Week. It is now time for the Flavor of the Week. 25 seconds. Um, I just I just encourage everyone to go to the Crave Wrestling Facebook page. I actually have the list uh, on there, 2015 and 2016, and the questions posed. So that's that's the flavor of the week, you know, for this week. You know, just go to the Crave Wrestling Facebook page, look at all the matches, and just let me know what bad match that you see uh, that you recall. Because I don't I, I don't recall any, any of them. Did you recall any bad matches, Ryan? No, just really enjoyed the one at Mania and uh, Sam Fran, him and Lesnar. That, oh, I remember yes. that starting out and looking like a real fight. So yes. that was probably my was, favorite. I love that match. That and Daniel Bryan was good too. So, All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for uh, tuning in. Thank you, uh, Chris Pavone, Kalen Croft, for coming in. Six years retired and uh, still wanting to talk wrestling with the Pancakes and Power Slams family. So thank you so much for that. Thank you, everybody, for continuing to support. God bless you all, and enjoy your week of wrestling. Goodbye.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.